0: Hello, and welcome to Sharing Libraries, an LMXAC podcast. I'm Jonathan Upton, Library Catalog and Digital Content Support Specialist at LMXAC. This episode is part of a series featuring guests and topics from across LMXAC. That's the Libraries of Middlesex Automation Consortium, for those in the know. Today's topic is a bit of fun, librarians in the media. Maybe your oldest library movie memory is the opening scene of Ghostbusters, or perhaps you hung out with Marian the Librarian. With me to discuss all things librarian, library, media are Celia Davidson, supervisor of teen services at South Brunswick Public Library, and Paul Kabbalah, adult services librarian at East Brunswick Public Library. Thank you both for joining me. Thanks, Jonathan. Thank you for having us. Hopefully it's going to be a fun discussion. I was thinking prior to this, I did a little bit of research because I'm a librarian, I have to start with that, but I also was trying to think what my favorite Fictional librarian portrayal was. So I'm curious to know what yours are as well. I, I can start. I have two of them actually. My first one, the more sincere one, is actually not technically not a librarian portrayal, but it's close. I'm going <laughs> to ask for a special dispensation, which is the movie of the never ending story. Sebastian wanders into a bookstore and finds a book, a very gorgeously decorated book, and the bookseller. Slash librarian in this case entices him sort of with reverse psychology. And so you wouldn't be interested in that, you know, sort of with a twinkle in his eye and, and really makes him fascinated and want to know more about this book. And I'm counting it as a librarian exchange because he doesn't actually charge him for the book. Well, technically, Sebastian steals it, but you know, we, we don't <laughs> compel theft, but hey, you know, books in hands of people who exactly. want to be there for it. Yeah. My other favorite portrayal is just on a pure humorous level Parks and Rec, the librarian, The first time you met one of the Tammy, I think Tammy, too. And having my profession, which, you know, I've always thought, oh, it's noble. I love working with books, love working with people. And I always tend to think of our profession in such glowing, wonderful terms. And hearing us referred to as punk-ass book jockeys was a jolt that I thought was hysterical. And so that made me a fan.
1: You already mentioned one that I was going to discuss, which was *Mary and the Librarian. Because I normally hate musical theater, but for some reason really like the music man. So it does have the classic portrayal of a a mousy kind of librarian, buttoned up librarian. But then they do the big dance number in the library. And I've always, I was like, this is great. Even when I was younger, I had no idea I wanted to even become a librarian, anything like that. And I just really enjoyed the dance number. I think the fact that I enjoyed it so much earlier than I even considered this profession, means that i must have really had some sort of connection to it on some level yeah
0: definitely made an impression it
1: definitely made an impression yeah and that i didn't probably realize until later the other one was mr ambrose who's the librarian in bob's burgers he's great because he also coaches cheerleading, which is really funny, because it's not what you would think of from a librarian, what they would also do as a side profession at the school. So I thought that was really funny. And the way he inserts himself into the drama of the school, uh, just trying to like spread gossip in every way possible, I find like hysterical. And Bosberger's is great for having those little one liners from their side characters. And kind of flesh out the show and make it feel like a real environment and he's one of the great little like gag characters they always have around so and I love his little sweater vest too he's very funny so those were the ones that really stuck out to me yeah
2: I actually love the fact that we all chose completely different librarians and I was worried I was like oh god I'm gonna that's why I wrote down too and I also wrote down too (laughs) although what I realized as I wrote down the two is that they have something in common in that I like when they're outside the box so I like that you mentioned the one from Bob's Burger I hadn't thought of that one but I love Giles from Buffy the Vampire Slayer but what I like is when he's not leaning into the oh technology is terrible books are only that the very British thing but I like the fact that he's a mentor and he helps them and the fact that he's kind of a little badass which is kind of awesome you don't see a lot of librarians out there like with a stake and beating up bad guys with a reputation for you know i used to kill people you know it's kind of cool
1: especially before the last few years i feel like people are trying to spin it that way a little bit now but when the show started that wasn't definitely wasn't the case
2: no and then i love the netflix reinterpretation of lucienne with the updated version that Neil Gaiman did for the new Sandman series, because they kind of made her a little more of a central character and less of a side character. And she's portrayed as not afraid to take over. Like the boss is gone. Somebody has to take over. Somebody has to do the hard work. I guess it's me. And and it just made me happy because she's literally embodying how powerful knowledge can be. And also the fact that librarians aren't usually seen as leaders or as strong and knowledgeable just as being hidden in their books somewhere. So the fact that she's like leading things and doing things and taking over, I just, I liked that reinterpretation of it because it just felt nice.
1: And and Neil Gaiman, he has essay collections. And in one of the essay collections, he has one like specifically about libraries and librarians. So it makes sense that he would be the one to kind of step up for that kind of oh, portrayal. And, totally. Yeah. Totally.
2: He's a he's a huge advocate huge prop- of, yeah. of libraries and just stories and knowledge and sharing in general. So.
1: Yeah. Perfect to yeah, tell what we do. I yeah. agree. Yeah.
0: I also am thrilled that we all came up with such different examples <laughs> of where, where we're no, it's we were from I think it's A, it's it's amazing that you know we all have different interests and we can find the representations that we like out there. I also think that it speaks a little bit to the fact that there are tons of different examples. You know, you think, oh, you know, librarians aren't going to be everywhere yet. Yet we are everywhere. And you know, sometimes in very small or very minimized or stereotypical roles. And sometimes, you know, not the case. Again, as I was preparing for this episode, I was digging in a little bit, trying to find examples. Wikipedia actually does have a pretty decent list of both scenes that were filmed in libraries, as well as librarian characters certainly go and check that out i'm sure there have been others one of the documentaries i didn't watch recently although i have seen it called the hollywood librarian actually deals with this specific topic of librarian representation in media for those interested if you're listening to the podcast the dvd is owned by a member library of lmxac so if you have an lmxac library card from anywhere in the library you Should be able to go online and request that movie? We'll send it to your library. Some libraries also have a subscription to the online streaming service Canopy. And if your library has a subscription to that service, it's also available there as well. So you can totally check that out. It's a fun little watch. One of the things that occurred to me earlier, whether it's television or fiction, literature sort of thing, that science fiction fantasy often has both the capability of doing a really wild amazing things nobody ever would have thought of they're not constrained by oh look it has to seem like you're in a library in quote unquote the real world and yet thinking of fantasy books thinking of like harry potter for instance librarians what's the connotation it's must musty old tomes these old libraries that sort of stuff and so it's sort of a double-edged sword so, you know on one hand it's like oh look it's the magic of reading and the magic of, of getting it said and whatever but also it's here i am in my robes
2: it also speaks to the idea that knowledge is somehow dangerous. You see that. I, that's I'm, I'm sorry, but I just feel like that's like an underlying thing that I see. Even Terry Pratchett, although he did it in a humorous way because that's Terry Pratchett, when making the librarian into the orangutan, ook, but he stayed as an orangutan because he said it was safer because <laughs> it was just so dangerous in the library, and he also got lots of fruit. But when it was... still fed into the whole like the whole idea that somehow knowledge is dangerous and that we are keeping like knowledge you shouldn't touch this it's dangerous somehow I, yeah I, and that's funny
1: it does feel very genre specific like you said sci-fi and fantasy i feel like that is definitely tends to crop up more yeah you see those portrayals though like in those genres yeah
0: I would suppose the non genre equivalent would be the rude librarian stereotype of, you know, so the gruff, surly, I don't want to be doing this. I don't want to help you. Yeah, I'll, st- <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll stamp your book or yeah, I'll show you this resource or whatever. Right. And don't don't bother. You're on your own. All right. Sorry. Yeah. Vers- yeah. Versus sort of a gatekeeping. Yeah. Yeah. Rating.
2: And the fact that some people even think we still stamp books is hysterical to me. <laughs> That's very
0: funny. <laughs> the only example that immediately comes to mind is from indiana jones and the last crusade but in that movie's defense it was set in the 40s when they probably were still still oh absolutely yeah (laughs) so genre piece at least oh and also when i went to college the college i went to slightly before the turn of the millennium was a bit behind technologically so they had computers you could search the library catalog on the computer but we were still handling physical checkout cards and handwriting overdue notices every week so yeah By and large, yes, thing of the past. Every now and then you discover a pocket of the library world that's that's still (laughs) still partaking. Yeah, so I mean, we can dive more deeply into this, but there are plenty of library stereotypes out there, right? So, you know, the spinster librarian, the the Mary from It's a Wonderful Life.
1: I was thinking that too, yeah. 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 And of
0: course, more recently, sort of the the sexy librarian stereotype, whether it's, you know, Halloween costumes, since Halloween is coming up, you know, there was something of it to do a few years ago when Microsoft was working on what became the Bing search engine and sort of their spokes AI for it was a sexy librarian stereotype. Oh Um, God, I don't even remember that one.
2: uh, I don't either. I'm kind
0: of glad I don't. (laughs) Oh, it gets better. Yeah. Her name was Ms. Dewey.
2: Oh God. Oh, great.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'd say go and go to investigate because we're librarians. We're very curious people. Yeah. yeah, you'd probably be fine without doing so. Yeah. So, anyway, so are there particular stereotypes that you absolutely despise more than the others you think are more harmful? You just find them annoying? What What really sets you off about how our library profession is portrayed or thought of?
2: I really, going back to that like hoarder of all secret knowledge idea, that bothers me so much. Like we're gatekeepers and we're trying to keep people out. Even in the cartoon monsters, Inc, the librarian in the college one is like you make a sound and suddenly she turns into this giant monster that tries to kill you because you made a sound in the library or you touched the materials. It's so frustrating because it makes people think that they can't go into the library. Like it's not for them. Like it's only for special people or something. And that one bothers me almost as much as sort of that clueless, lost, I'm a nerd, I only know books and I don't know anything about the real world stereotype where you're right. just sort of lost in the books and, and you don't know about computers or life or you've never had a real problem in the world. You just live in the library and and books all the time irks me (laughs) right
1: and feel free to cut this one melissa but but they're actually describing is archivist not librarian (laughs) sorry i had to do it
0: oh no that don't worry that that's on my list because one of the things i was going to mention was how often that gets mixed up like for instance star wars was it two or attack of the clones like oh the big plot turning point we've discovered something in the archives it's like okay i don't expect every movie to be like didactic and okay here's what a librarian is doing Yeah. yeah That no,
1: I'm boring, but I just took our discussion of trying to upend stereotypes and just applied my own stereotype just because oh. yeah.
2: <laughs> I like it. Yeah. I just it it's 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 irksome. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. I guess it's a stereotype, but I've gotten this from all different types of people and I tell them what I do. And they say, So what do you do you just like you just read books all day? And I'm like, no, I mean you're right in that yes, on my lunch break I do read books. Okay, so you're not, you're not entirely wrong, but like I I don't know how to like sit you down and explain what librarians do in the 21st century because you haven't been to the library in, you know, 15 years. So I I don't know what to tell you.
2: So I was actually going to bring that up. Sorry, we pre-prepared these things cuz we're librarians, <laughs> but you had a question about unexpected librarian stories and I just was talking about a book that i read that sort of fed into the tropes and one of the tropes is that anybody can walk into a library and magically i like books and i like cats and look i'm a librarian and it it sort of falls with that stereotype but it, it's sort of like the cross side of where the hoarders but also if you don't know you have to go to school for that <laughs> they still use librarians and you're just like oh my god
1: in my defense i didn't know you had to go to school to be like I learned going into my junior year of undergrad and my wife told me she was like Rutgers has a program for this I'm like that's a program for like grad school and I just like oh yeah I'll do that and that was it and I just like decided in like an afternoon so that's funny yeah so meanwhile
2: I'm this full-on stereotype I always knew I liked things and I couldn't decide what I wanted. I dropped out of college and I came back and I was like, ooh, you know what? My high school librarian, she was an amazing older lady and she retired at the end of my sophomore year. And then the new librarian was terrible. She was one of those people that was like, why are you in the library? What do you need to be here for? and it made such an impression that literally Mrs. W has long passed because I've been graduated from high school for an obscene number of years but she was so caring and kind and didn't get up in anybody's business but genuinely made it a haven in the library that it not only impacted what I decided I wanted to do but it literally helped me decide that I wanted to work with teens for a living, but I didn't know. I didn't know you needed a graduate degree and I needed to finish my undergrad and I went to Kutztown and they have an undergrad program in librarians, but they didn't tell me it was for school media professionals until I was halfway through. And I'm like, wait, why am I taking all these education courses? Oh, wait. So I have an undergrad degree and a graduate degree in libraries.
1: Rock on. (laughs)
2: which is just sad
0: (laughs) not hey not at all you are prepared so speaking of stereotypes when i started in libraries because i was a page in high school right so i wanted to work i had been around books you know they read stories to me as a kid so you know i knew i liked that environment i liked the people there i had been going it, it was across the street from the middle school so i was there all the time anyway and tried to get a job there at 14 and like a week or two before i turned 14 They said, oh, no, no, sorry. The requirements have changed. You have to be 16. So I waited two more years and then I got a paid job. And throughout high school, everyone said, what, you work at the library? You're not volunteering? I was like, no, no, it's a real, real job. Honest to goodness. They pay me a check. I mean, granted, it's minimum wage, but still, they pay me a check. (laughs) And I don't know that I always knew I was going to be a librarian. It certainly was an area that I liked very much. One of the things that was the big red flag, as it were, is because I've been working there for a while. and. I was helping to read through the Dewey Decimal System, make sure everything was where it was supposed to be. Is anything in terrible shape? And I found a book. I, to this day, do not remember what it was. But I found a book, and I'm like, this is clearly in the wrong spot. But the number, you know, the, all the spine information, the Dewey Decimal number is correct. You know, it's, it's shelved in the right spot, but it doesn't feel like it belongs here. So I just took the book, walked downstairs, walked into the technical services department where they process all of the books. Didn't want to interrupt, so didn't say anything to anybody. You know, the staff just there doing their jobs. Walk to the shelves, go down and pull down the physical volume of the Dewey Decimal classifications. Tell you what number everything means. Of course, now they'd be on a computer, but then it, they, then they had the printed copy. Looked it up, said, "Huh, okay, I, I get it now. It really does belong where it was." Put the book back up on the shelf. Started to walk out. <laughs> the librarian turned around and having seen what I was doing, he's like you realize that by doing this you're basically begging for a career in library science, right, because you've <laughs> uncontrollable urge to know that everything is described properly that it's where it's supposed to be, and I'm like, yeah, okay, you're probably right and uh <laughs> yeah, it was uh, yet another signpost I should say, good on that person
1: for recognizing the true spirit of librarianship,
2: yeah, oh
0: yeah, do you feel
1: either of you that there are
0: stereotypes that are accurate about the profession whether you in particular just in general you know I grew up as a cat person although I don't have any cats right now you know I I have been known to put on the occasional cardigan my hair is you know everyone listening can't see this I have very short hair so it's not long enough for a bun now but is there (laughs) do you think whether they're fun or neutral or harmful are, are there stereotypes you think are accurate
1: I like to think of myself as somebody who really liked wearing cardigans all the time, and I kind of felt backwards into being a librarian from there, almost. <laughs> like, but apart from just the attire, I think personality-wise, being somewhat like unrepentant nerds is mostly true about librarians. I, I don't even say that as like we kind of embrace that fact. I find, and so it's not even a negative stereotype or we've kind of put our own spin turn that into a positive I think by embracing the profession and the nerdom of it so
2: yeah and the fact that there's so many kinds of nerds and geeks for different things right is one of the things that librarians were quick to jump on the fact that we already knew oh yeah there's the tech geeks and there's the book geeks and there's with people that are really into sci-fi and cosplay. And you, you'll find a librarian in, in every one of yeah, those.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes.
0: Etymology aside, I tend to look at, you know, nerddom and geekdom the same way. You know, it's like you have this abiding passion and curiosity. You want to know about something. You want to know how it is, why it is, how it works. You know, also, so I want to delve deeply into this, you know, which is, in my opinion, one of the great things about libraries. Like, great, if you want to know something, you go there because here's, here's a deep pool of knowledge. You can start digging into.
2: You want to hear something funny? I once, Mm. I went to New York Comic Con and I didn't have a particular character to cosplay. So I decided to be a steampunk librarian. Mm. And I, so I put on like sort of that vaguely 18th century clothing. And I actually have a really old copy of a Mark Twain book. And I brought it with me. And I got yelled at by like 12 different people for having an obvious old book that was not like a prop and have taken it out into the public oh my god (laughs) they were like is is how old is that book i was like i think the copyright's like 1890 and they're like what why is that out of your it should be in it reserved and it's the
1: authenticity though of the costume (laughs)
2: that's what i said i wanted it to be part of the and it's it's a book that i think my dad rescued from goodwill somewhere it's not like it's, an, oh, it's a Mark Twain from 1890, but it's not, like, in the best shape or worth anything. But it worked for the costume, and, and I laughed because I had so many people stop me and go, I love the costume. Why do you have that book out of the house? Oh, my God. <laughs> the, the,
0: the, the protective plastic casing would have destroyed the authenticity of this. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. I agree. Yeah. There, there's British sitcom, The IT Crowd, and... In one of the episodes, a character is going out with somebody and her coworkers say, oh, the guy who looks like a magician, right? It's like, what are you talking about? I don't oh, know. No, he totally looks like a magician. And so the, the show cuts to either it's her reaction or it's his face. And clearly they, they cast somebody who would fit the stereotype of a magician. And now she can't see anything else, right? So it's like, well... You're breaking up with me because you think I look like a magician? Well, what if I actually became a magician? You know, the, speaking of falling into it from wearing cardigans. Yeah,
1: You're
0: looking the part, you got the cat familiar? I'm like, hey, I,
1: there, there are worse things. Like, I'm kind of joking, but I'm also kind of not. I can't tell where it begins and ends. So, yeah. <laughs> well, hey, we're uh, lucky to have you. Have you come across
0: any unexpected librarian stories, either in the news or did you read a book where it's like, I would never have expected a librarian to do that?
1: coming up soon for our book discussion group at the library we're reading the library book by Susan Orlean and it concerns a fire at one of the larger branches of the Los Angeles Public Library and hundreds of thousands of items are lost and they have to make sense of what happened here it's like true crime in a way where it follows that but it's also about the volunteers the librarians anybody who worked there or lives in the area and just really liked going to the library How they pooled their resources together and came up with a method of saving materials and ensuring that they didn't lose hundreds of thousands of materials if this were to happen again. So I haven't read the full thing, but I looked into it enough to know I wanted to read it for book discussion group and know what like broad strokes what it's about. And it seems like a fascinating read. So I'm really looking forward to that one. And it does seem like a very unique, enjoyable story.
2: Yeah, sweet. Mine is unfortunately, I went digging through my Goodreads pile and I know I have it somewhere, but I cannot find the author or the title. I can see the picture in my head. I'm as bad as the patrons. I can see the picture in my head, but I can't remember the title or the author, which is why it works so well with kids when they come up and go it's a blue book with a dog on it I'm like how do you not yeah book Um, but I read a book that I was so excited about because she's a librarian and she's disabled but she was disabled because she was a bodyguard assassin for somebody and it was this really great thing but as I'm reading the book I realized that it fell into the anyone can become a librarian thing which irked me so much that everything else I loved about the book just fell away Because not only did the author think that this assassin, who literally went to an interview, picked up a stray cat on the side of the road and adopted it, went to the interview with the stray cat, and was like, I love books, let's talk about what we're reading. And that's how she got the job as the librarian. But also, she worked at the New York Public Library. And the author thought, somehow, that everyone in the New York Public Library system just switches jobs randomly because the main character is like, well, this quarter, I'm the head of information services at this branch. Next quarter, I'm going to be a cataloger. The following quarter, I'm going to be working in acquisitions and telling everybody what to buy. And I'm just like, what? What business works like that? Everybody just takes turns running things?
0: Next next week, I'm going to be the CEO. Exactly. I was like, oh, my God
2: have you never been to a New York public library? So I couldn't even finish the book. And I know I talked about it in various places, but I just cannot find it anywhere now that I was on the spot. So it's out there. It exists, but I don't remember what it was called.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's like, oh, sorry. I'm really bad at science because I was taught by my English teacher half the time. So sorry about that one. It's like the same (laughs) idea. It's like, what? This is not how that works,
2: yeah, exactly. Oh,
0: in okay. my case the the main one I could think of was unfortunately another example of confusion between librarians and archivists when in again, not to get all political and newsy, but you know, hearing that the National Archives and Records Administration says, "Oh hey, wait a minute, you know we're missing some records, let's go and find them." And so all the comments online were like, who knew the librarians were going to come and kick butt and get all their stuff back? Like, hey, we're good record keepers. What can I say? Although, again, it's effectively archivists and not librarians. If you could create a new sort of way of looking at librarians or librarianship or whatnot, what's one thing you wish you could sort of promote about the profession or about the librarians that you know or work with that other people would sort of pick up and share and use?
2: Well, I have two of them one of them is sort of a general one and the other one is a little more personal the general one is just it goes back to the i wish people understood what we did and also how much variety and specializations there are within the field and how those translate like you being a law librarian means you have to know the law and libraries being a medical librarian you need to specialize in a particular science and I know people who have library degrees who have turned into various things in tech companies, and you just see all the cross applications, and people don't understand that, and I really wish there was a way to explain it without sounding all pedantic. And no, really, I swear there's more to it than books, because books are awesome, but also, yes, I do know how to work a computer, and It's I tough to lots. win
1: people Oh it's tough to win people over on that. that yeah,
2: it really is. And yeah. then the other one that's a little more personal to me is just that I wish that teen librarians, people that work with teens in particular, were given as much value and resources as those who work in, especially with young children. And, and it's not a dig at any particular library. It's like nationwide. It's like everybody, you talk libraries, they automatically think the 80-year-old person who has nowhere else to go, and they think of a five-year-old at a story time that's like nobody goes to the library between the ages of 10 and 80. <laughs> and so that kind of feeds into that what I why do you, they need you at a library? Because when I tell people I work with teens, they're like why do teens need libraries? They have computers. Why do they need you? And the fact that they don't recognize the in general and the advocacy, the need because teens are still children, they still need people and they still need resources and they still need to have a little fun. And I just wish that the idea of the disruptive and dangerous teen was less there and more of, oh, yes, we have resources for our children, of course, but also we here's our giant resource pool for teens and for, you know, 20-somethings and not just, you have a parent, you're a parent. Now you can go to the library. Before <laughs> you're 25, why do you need the library? Just stay home and read books. <laughs> and you're like, Oh, so that was my rant i'm sorry
1: <laughs> no I, it's it's the exact right spot for it. that's why i asked i don't have much for this one but i guess i i think you both touched on it a little bit but also like the technological proficiency that's required for our jobs now like especially to go off of the stereotypes and you see like a kind of buttoned up person who's Stamping a book is what people think, but we have to know, especially now, like after the pandemic and everything, we've become, I feel like, much more proficient in reaching people through all of these different avenues that require our competency in the digital sphere. So like, that's been a major strong point for our profession recently. And I think it's kind of the stereotype is lagging behind the the actuality of it.
0: For me, mine mine sort of is akin to that a little or related to that a little bit. Curiosity. You know, if I could say one sort of trait I wish, you know, and again, we're all individual people. Not every single human is curious. Not every single librarian is curious. But as a a whole, I think as a profession, we are generally very curious people. My experience has mostly been in public libraries, some some experience in academic libraries. If you're a medical library, you have to know library stuff and also medical stuff you're in a natural history museum a lot of my internships was there you know librarians there had to know a wide variety of different things and whether you're nerding out about it or eating or it's just you know a job you know we're always very curious about discovering you know as much as we can partly because it interests us and we want to know for ourselves partly because that makes us better librarians you know if i'm well versed in something it means i can provide better service about that thing to other people so you know that's sort of the trait i would promote about libraries and of course i had another follow up thought to that
2: i just thought oh, of something yeah. as you were talking oh, yeah. which yeah. is it just sort of tied into the curiosity and and just sort of the stereotype idea which is there's that other it's a weird stereotype but i just thought of it which is that we hide and we're afraid of people somehow that because we're so curious about things And going with that, we don't know technology and we just hide the perception that all people who work with books are somehow always introverts and are always afraid of confrontation and just are able to be just walked over is so contrary to the reality of librarians fighting for the rights of people to have the books that they need and the people on the front lines fighting for civil rights and and representation and school librarians fighting to just exist. I just wish that more people saw the advocacy and the fact that whether or not you're an introvert doesn't mean you're easy, like a rug, you can just be walked on. And because so many libraries with that curiosity and that passion for what we do, we fight for it and we fight for the people who can't fight for it. And I see that all the time and it bugs me.
0: I mean, I consider myself very much an introvert. That said, one of the reasons that I love working in libraries of any kind is because, you know, because of that curiosity, because I get to meet new people every day. Yeah, and obviously the same people that I work with every every day, but new people come into the library, new questions, you know, new projects, new something else. I always want to take something else on. And that involves going out and meeting people where they are. It involves, you know, going out and finding out about, you know, if you ask the question great they may answer one of the first things i remember learning in library school just because somebody asks for something doesn't mean that that is their real ultimate final question right they may ask for a book about relationships well you may be, you know again i'm not pry deeply but you know you might discover hey well you're asking for this one specific thing but really because of my training i can sort of realize okay well there's a bigger need here let's see if we can address that and you know that Certainly not something I would expect introverts to want to do, and yet it's fascinating. You know, I like being able to connect like that with people. So, you know, it's all starting from a place of curiosity. So I, I think there's definitely a lot of room for other newer, more positive representations to take place. I look forward to seeing more of them out there. If you listeners have particular favorites or things you think we should check out let us know you can find us on social media you can go to our libraries and tweet or send us messages on Facebook you know let us know what librarians you like to see in your media else it's been burning a hole in your mind that you desperately want to make sure it gets
1: mentioned nothing for me no. thank you though
2: yeah I guess the only thing I would say is if if someone hasn't been to a library in a while you should either go when there's a big child event and it's just so loud you can't hear, which I love it because everybody's like, oh my God, it's so loud. Or if you have a library where they have like big teen or 20-something events, like Hoboken had the library pub crawl that they did where they were teaching people about craft beer or something and just something like that. I just, I wish people could see those things. And if you don't know about them, go check your library and find them. Tell them to make one.
0: some of our other episodes in this podcast series do talk about things that libraries are doing out in their communities right how they find the communities how they make sure that they're trying to reach as many people as they possibly can and also the things they're going out into their communities whether that's the classic bookmobile whether that's you know sitting in front of the supermarket doing q a and outreach all kinds of things so by all means come into the library and we'll do our best to find you as well well, thank you both very much. This has been a lot of fun. For more information about the Libraries of Middlesex Automation Consortium, you can go to lmxac.org. For more episodes in this series, as well as other great library podcasts, you can visit ebpl.org podcast. To Salida and Paul, thank you both very much for talking with me today.
1: Thank you, Jonathan.
2: Thank you for having me.